0: Impact-Driven Entrepreneur, episode number 67, how to abolish the competition and develop your thought leadership secret sauce so that you can stand out in your industry. Let's do it. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now, your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. Today, I wanted to talk about thought leadership. This is a topic that we have danced around a lot. I've talked about it before slightly here and there, but I don't think I've dedicated like a full episode to it. So I wanted to share with you how to develop your secret sauce methodology so that you can get results for clients at scale and really start to create that group coaching program system that can work for you and scale your business. Um, If you can hear it in my voice, I am a little bit under the weather. Um, My kids started school again, and with that comes all the brand new germs. So we are all sick. (laughs) So they're um, playing Uh, on their iPads and stuff right now, which means I want to keep this episode a little bit short and not be too long um, with having them over there. So what I want to um, talk about here, oh, but by the way, like don't think that I'm just going to cut you off. Um, I am going to give you an opportunity to come and join me inside of an exclusive training So you'll want to sign up for that um, and join me after this so that you can continue to develop your knowledge and skill set around this topic because it's really important. So first, I want to talk about why a thought leadership methodology is important and what it is. So the why is basically a thought leadership methodology is a way that you get results for your clients predictably and consistently. And I like this idea, right, of developing it to be your own. And that's where thought leadership methodology really comes in. You getting results for people following, you know, somebody else's program or somebody else's methods are great and fine, but I want you to develop it to be your own, so you're going, and, and you probably are already doing this if you're serving clients on a one-on-one basis at all, or if you're doing done-for-you services, right? You have your system, right? You go in there, you assess certain things, you do certain things. That's your methodology. And what we like to do, and the reason why this is important, is because when you develop it as your unique methodology, like a formal one, what happens is you can protect it legally. So if somebody were to come and copy your methodology, you can say, you know what, this is copyrighted, like cease and desist. And you can, you know, take legal action to make sure that that intellectual property of yours really does get credit to you. And I share this because this has happened to me. (laughs) Um, And I also think it's important if you're wanting to run a sustainable, like world-class business that you have something like this that can be protected legally, that is able to be um, uniquely yours and set you apart from anybody else who is a coach or consultant in your, in your industry. Now, I want to say about the competition thing. There's so many other coaches and consultants. If you're online it probably feels like there's so much competition. I think if you were to go to a cocktail party, there would probably be like almost no other people that do the same thing you do. So first of all, perspective can vary based on where you are. However, your customers, if they're looking for a coach or consultant, are going to ask themselves the question, how is how what you do or how you teach it different than so-and-so, because they are customers and they're going to be comparing, okay? That has nothing to do with you because everyone is unique. The thing is, it is our job as the marketer and business owner to make sure that our customers understand how we are different. So that's why in marketing, you often hear about unique selling propositions and things like that because it's important that they get it. That they get why you're different than everybody else. And your thought leadership methodology can help you to stand um, firmly with, you know, backed up legally bounded strategies that can position you as that unique perspective, that unique way of doing things, and therefore really, really set you apart in the marketplace. okay? So that's the why and the and the what, okay? Now let's get into, well, how do I do this, Mariana? Like, this seems so scary or so big or what if I'm not ready? And all the questions, okay? So let's talk about that. First of all, no matter where you are in your business, I want you to start keeping track of the clients you help, how you help them, what is the process? Are they coming in and you do an assessment? Are they coming in and you do something else? Do you do something with their market? Do you do something with their mindset? Do Like, what is the process? And then how is it like, what are the general steps that allow them to get the result? So when I started doing this, I literally started with like a Google document and a Canva document. And the Google document was like, okay, what we did first is we did XYZ. Or actually back in corporate, when I started my First sales job, what I did first was XYZ, then I did that, then I did that. Right. And so I want to share that with you because I don't want you to discredit, undervalue, or under like estimate all of your background, including your work in corporate, including the first sales job when you were 12. (laughs) Like probably you weren't working when you were 12, but you know what I mean, right? Like not excluding any of your experience in the process and system of getting the result that it is you're getting for people. Because if you are a coach or consultant of some capacity, you've probably been doing this for way longer than when you started to give yourself credit via a business. And that cre- that uh, time, right, that time was time in the trenches that can help you to hash this whole thing out. Not only that, but also give you the confidence you need to move forward. And then the Canva document that I used allowed me to visually represent aspects of my methodology, things I wanted to teach um, visually because I'm a pretty visual person in terms of that. Now, if you ask me to design some beautiful graphics, forget about it. However, <laughs> when it comes to learning concepts, I can grasp them visually um, and if I see them or if I teach them visually versus like, um, just, I guess, reading it. Um, anyway, so my point is how can you start to document what it is that you're currently doing with clients or what you've previously done with clients so that you can start to see the patterns? And that's the whole idea in this first phase. The first phase is really about starting to work through and see the patterns, With clients you have helped, okay. Then the second phase, the next thing about it is deciding on what aspects of it are either too tactical or, um, or you want them to be more moldable. So, there's a way in which, like, when we're developing this, we can say something as a, like, let's talk about the difference between strategy and tactics. So tactics are specific actions that are dependent on uh, a certain thing. So what I mean by that is, um, I've shared a tactic here, a sales tactic, which is um, sending a video to people who are not responding to your messages um, via, you know, a video, you're going to like, Record a video and send it to people who have been on your sales pipeline or your sales database and are not responding, and it's going to do something. And so, the thing it does is a pattern interrupt. Basically, you've been connecting with them via email, now you're going to send a video. Okay, that's an example. Is it's a, what it is the principle is it's a pattern interrupter, but the actual act of sending the video is a tactic because let's say video were to be abolished tomorrow <laughs> which probably won't happen right but then the tactic becomes obsolete and the reason I say that is because if you're basing your methodology on something that is a tactic like let's say it's a certain social media platform the social media platform goes away your SOL okay but if you were to base it on principles like the principle being you want to have pattern interrupts in your sales process, then that is a different conversation that can be molded and adjusted if the situation were to change, okay? So I want you to think about that as you're looking at the patterns and the way that you have helped people to get to certain results. Am I using tactics or strategies and principles, right? If I'm using a tactic, how can I go up one level so that I can describe it as a principle and therefore it can be adjusted for people? Um, We can still use that example, right? I'm not saying like don't teach to do a video. You can still teach that. But when you understand the fundamentals of why that step is there, it's again why I started this episode with understanding why the person or the the first of all the client themselves can choose if it's right for them. second of all for you if it protects you if that you know tactic were to go away. Um, the next phase, right so the first phase is gathering data and seeing the patterns. the second phase is, working out the principles of it and deciding where you want to make things more customizable or less customizable. Okay. And so again, we're going to have the whole thought leadership methodology based on principles, not tactics. This is key for you to have longevity with your thought leadership methodology. And the last phase is really elevating that, right? So we want to take full advantage of this thought leadership methodology. You've worked hard in developing it. You've worked hard at cultivating it. You've worked hard at describing it and explaining it, teaching it, using it, working your own system time over time with client after client. Now it's time to elevate it. Now it's time to share it with the world. Now it is time to brand it, right? That's where you start to get the legal protections in place, where you start to Teach it to others and rework it and rework it as a proven methodology so that people can continue to get better and better results from it. That's when you're adding or removing pieces so that it can continue to serve people better and better and better. And so, um, and of course, that's when you get more publicity around it and like elevate and elevate and elevate this idea. Okay. So, That is basically like the three phases of developing your thought leadership methodology. I have a couple things I want to say about this. Number one, if you are wanting to develop this, a group coaching program is the perfect way for you to do that testing. It is the perfect way for you to test the methodology and make sure that it's getting amazing results for people. If you're doing group coaching and you're not having a thought leadership methodology, I would really spend the time to make sure you have that ironed out so that you can elevate, brand it, get publicity, have that be a world-recognized methodology. That's hugely important. And if you're not doing group coaching and you want to be, the thought leadership is exactly what you need to start to get people results at scale. And that's what's needed in order to move from that one-on-one model to the one-to-many model and really getting results for people um, without you having to be side-by-side by- with them at every step of the way. You can be there teaching the principles and you can be there teaching the tactics. But if you're, um, oh, okay, so let's go back to, can this be customizable a little bit, because I just want to riff on this for a second, because I think it's so important. So when I first started the um, Impact Formula, which is the name of mine, what I did is I developed the methodology, and I decided from the get-go, because all of my clients, I had never told my clients, like, you have to be on this platform, you have to do this, you have to do that. I always worked with them based on principles, always this is always the way I've coached and and consulted and done you know either done for you marketing or done with you or coaching around it like and that's how I how I think right so what happened is when I developed my methodology I wanted that flexibility to still be there for my clients and so in developing it I use specific tools and resources that allow them to decide on, and and easily, right? It's not like they're sitting there like thinking about something for two months. No, I have a specific tool that allows you to, within the course of like 30 minutes, decide on your best platform. Like it's easy, okay? Um, So what I did is develop these tools that allow them to decide on the tactics that are going to work the best for them, that are going to be the most effective for them. And that's where your even though it's like a process and and a system, it can still be very customizable. So if you're sitting there thinking, but my clients are all so different, how am I gonna make something that can work for all of them? That's how is you start to develop tools and strategies for making sure that they make adequate decisions within the model so that they can get um you know to a way of implementing it that works for them and that they can work it, okay? Um, Because for me, like, there's nothing worse than having somebody who, like, studies something and then can't take action on it because they don't agree with or it's not a right fit for them to do a specific tactic. And so for me, it's always like, okay, it's the most of service for me if I can make this customizable for my clients, um, just as if I was doing a one-on-one experience with them. So that is my whole rant (laughs) on that side. Now, I want to invite you to do a few things. First of all, if you found this helpful or if you know somebody that needs to develop their thought leadership methodology or that wants to start a group coaching program, please share this episode with them. It would be so helpful not only to them to continue to learn to grow and expand their group coaching program. But also to the show because the the whole reason and the whole impact driven entrepreneurs thing is to help as many people as possible. So I want to help your friend. I want to help anyone that you know. Your friends are like my friends. Um, Number two is I want to invite you to a free challenge that I'm hosting starting today. Today is the first day. If you're listening to this, the day that this episode comes out. Now, if you're not, don't worry, you can still sign up. Um, just go to text fill my group, all one word fill my group to 44222, and you'll be able to join this challenge that I'm hosting. Again, we're starting today and we're going to run until Friday. I have run this challenge before, and literally by the end of the challenge, we've had people have as many as 46 people confirmed for their group coaching program. So that is the power of showing up, learning, and implementing what we're talking about. So if you've been thinking about doing a group coaching program, but have not you know, pulled the trigger and you want some support from me and a Facebook group and some other people who are also working on filling their group programs... Now is the time, or maybe you have a group program and you haven't decided what you want to sell for quarter four and you're ready to take action and make it happen. So, again, text fill my group all one word to 44222 to join us inside of the fill your group challenge. So excited to have you there and to be working on this with you going to be amazing. Have an amazing day. Chat with you soon. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on log. Enjoy. Enjoy.